Welcome to another episode of the Jones Underground Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jones. Uh, you're just beginning me tonight. Uh, we have a few topics we're going to discuss. I know we are going to come in later on in the week than we normally would. Um, <clears throat> we may break this episode up. We have a lot that's kind of going on today. Um, the first topic we're going to talk about is, are UFOs real? First, I'm not going to say, disclaimer, I'm not going to say how I feel. I will say that, you know, in all honesty, I was raised up in a household well, with my mom, who was a, um, she was a UFO everything. You know, she was a space everything, Star Trek, Star Wars, this was her bag, and um, my mom had all kinds of theories about what the government had going on, and it did kind of pass down to me. But today we have a, a situation where a former Air Force intelligence officer is basically saying the U.S. government is hijacking, is, is recovering crashed UFOs and backwards engineering the technology. Now, of course, the news is not that he reported this because the, the thing is he blew the whistle on this a few months ago but the news is hitting extra hard today because my man is actually in front of congress giving his a test his sworn testimony now with him going in front of congress and giving a, a sworn testimony you know that's what i guess is making it a big deal but i will say this if you're one of these people who believes the government is not hiding stuff from you is not covering things up then I have a bridge over troubled water to sell you because you can go on watchmojo.com on YouTube and they will be they have the top 20 things that the government covered up that they know about and this is what we know about so it's not a question on if the government is covering things up or something like that it's just a matter of what they're covering up and why some of the stuff like the Tuskegee syphilis experiment and stuff like that. Yeah, they, they covered up the fact that they were, you know, being racist and a bunch of other stuff. So a lot of the history that we have is not even known, not the real history. And then when stuff gets declassified, a lot of it's redacted in black ink. So a lot of people aren't really, you still don't see the truth even after it's become classified. Take the uh, photo uh, from the top of Mount Ararat. That thing was just declassified a few years ago when the government has had it since the 1960s, since they had satellites. So, if we have a situation where you have a government that you really can't trust, you know, that's known for covering a lot of stuff up, and you have what seemingly is a very credible intelligence officer basically saying that the the, the government has been recovering UFOs and they're in a secret arms race with other countries to backwards engineer the technology. I think the issue you may or may not have is that this may be what some people would call a soft rollout of information. Now, does it seem weird to me and odd to me that the United States Congress to hold a hearing on UFOs when most people who are elected on don't really believe in that type of stuff? Yeah, it to me seems very odd. It seems like, why are you giving UFO situations? Why are we talking about UFOs? Like, what is going on? What is going on in the world we would be talking about UFOs? Like, what is the situation here? 
And maybe the fact that, you know, you have China and, and, and Russia coming up with the technology so fast and catching and even surpassing the U.S. so quickly, maybe it's just the fact of the information had to come out because other governments are not hiding it as well as the U.S. has. You know, and maybe the information is just, they can't stop it from coming out, so they're letting somebody talk. In the 1980s and, and 90s, people did come out and blow whistles. People did come out and say they worked for programs. People said the same thing that this intelligence officer was saying, and they were discredited, they were blacklisted, they um, they were called frauds, and... and and people, literally, people that were former military, people that were, you know, did have, they were essentially told not to, not to talk about this stuff. So the fact that someone is talking about it now, to me, it just seems like, it's, to me, it seems just kind of odd. Um, would it surprise me if this situation was the truth? No, because the government hides a lot of stuff, you know, but... I'm not going to get into what I really feel and all the other stuff because, being honest, I just believe in Jesus, you know, and somehow, some way, this stuff will make sense in the end. But, but when we talk about, you know, recovered UFOs and alien bodies and the government knows about this secret bases and facilities where, you know, these lights in the sky that you see ain't just, they're not being flown by us by man or you know people from earth and it lets you know that you know there's a lot of things that could be happening that not only do we not know about but in a, in a lot of cases maybe we don't want to know maybe there's a situation where if the truth did come out people would kind of lose their perspective on life and, and maybe that's a, a deep embedded fear in the people that are trying to either a cover up the information or maybe they have some stuff that they really don't want people to know. And maybe people can't handle the truth. You know, because if you break down the the bedrock of society and some people, you know, that would affect their belief in God and and you know, and in some way it could affect this it could affect the economy, you know, it could affect a lot of people, you know. <clears throat> so um, I pray for the people involved in the situation, especially if it's some kind of a ploy plot or or if it is, if the guy is telling the truth, if the guy is telling the truth and the Pentagon is not openly saying that he's, you know, they're not, they're denying everything the man's saying, you know, there seems to be a problem, you know, and I just look at it in the days where, you know, where like gangsters and people would snitch on gangsters and they would come up dead, even if they were in the protection program and stuff. And people used to blow whistles on high-level government stuff. They would come up missing. You know, you know, there was you know a story a while back ago. I ain't gonna get into that because it's just an issue of. I'm just. It, it is very telling that a former Air Force intelligence officer is basically trying to tell people the government is recovering UFOs and using them. Very, very, very shocking testimony, especially when he's he's speaking, he's giving it in front of Congress. But as far as, like, are UFOs real, all that stuff, 
I'm not going to get into that because, being honest, it wouldn't surprise me if they were. It just would not surprise me if they were. I'm just shocked someone's actually going on the record. This, this credible of a whistleblower, this credible of a person is going on the record and, and risking his career and everything else to say it. So um, prayers up for that guy, that type of stuff. Um, in boxing, we're going to move it on. <laughs> in boxing, I'm going to talk about our, our new friend in boxing. We're going to put his name up because I've been murdering his name. Now, being honest and just going full disclosure, I don't follow the lighter weights in boxing. Uh, 120 to 130 pounds, I don't really look at that. It's not, it's not that um, the, the, the fighters, you know, it's not like a lot, a ton of fighters down there in the lower weights that I really follow. And then, too, it's just hard to, it's hard to get a hold of those fights, especially when, you know, the, 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 the bigger fights are in the welterweight. Uh, the bigger fights are sometimes even in the heavyweights, you know, Stout, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, uh, those guys. So I follow anything like Canelo Alvarez, Carlo, those guys. We've been following those guys a lot. My cat is wanting to get in the closet. I don't know what she got going on. But, um, <clears throat> so when you see a 122-pound guy knock out another 122-pound guy, in the way that he did it, you know, basically using chest moves with these jabs to the body and then a quick right hand to the head in the uh, in the seventh round. We we talking about Nagoya and Nui and Noyi. I'm just gonna I'm just that's the best I could do. He took care of Fulton in a way that uh, you know Fulton was a champion, uh, um, fully unified champion, had all the belts. And my man Nagoya took him out, um, took him out as if he was a straight cage animal. Like once he knocked him out, the chess game was over. It was fist of fury when my man got back up because Nagoya was not going to let him finish the round. <clears throat> now, I didn't know anything about uh, Nagoya, so I'm not going to be one of these guys and say, oh man, I knew all the stuff. Dude. Out of his last 10 fights, dude has nine knockouts, 10 stoppages. Um, everything that I've seen this guy do today since I looked into him and started watching his highlights, started watching his fights, this guy is a monster. And I'm shocked that this guy has not been like, maybe I've been sleeping on him because I don't really watch his lighter weights, but I guess in Japan, these guys fight very often and... Um, this guy is a complete beast because it's not just he's taking, he's beating people that's got good records. Now, as far as saying that he's a top 10 or top pound for pound fighter, man, stop putting this dude 25 and no is impressive. Dude's impressive. He's a star. I'm going to get a dude his flowers, but I'm not putting this dude ahead of Tank Davis. I'm not putting this dude ahead of um, uh, Terrence Crawford, Earl Spence. Um, you got a long way to go for me to put you in front of those guys. Even Jamal Charlo and Canelo ever is. I'm not putting you ahead of these guys because they fought killers. They got long resumes. They got 40 fights. Um, he ain't got, he got 25, you know, and yeah, he's knocking people out and stuff. So I'm going to give him his credit. You know, he looks like a, a, a Japanese Mike Tyson down there. But 
you know, you you not you, you really in the lower weight classes. That one, that two twenty five fight ain't really enough for me to call you the greatest or the best. Because the guys that have forty and O fights, the guys that's going thirty five and O and thirty eight and O and you know thirty fights, they're still undefeated too. So you want to be called best pound for pound, you got to look at the top 10 list and see which one in the weight classes you can go get. And even with that, I just look forward to watching dude. You know, if he moves up, I'm happy to see him move up. I'm happy to see this guy fight and do well because he seems to be an excellent fighter. He has a good, solid fundamentals. The man puts the work in. You know, because he, he's a boxer when he needs to be a boxer. He fights for it. And then when he needs to finish someone off, I've seen him finish people off. So I'm not sitting here. I'm not sitting here saying the dude ain't about that life. I'm just saying I'm not finna call him. I'm not finna crown this dude king just because he knocked out this dude he was fighting. He did good. He's a good fighter. Great talent. Superstar. Yes. Pound for pound. King. No. You gotta go. <laughs> I mean, you got just like Mortal Kombat tower time or something like that you got to get through a few of these other guys man these other you got to you know hang in there a little longer to get that because terence crawford 38 no earl spence 35 oh um jamal charlo's undefeated uh canelo Everest is not defeated he's getting old but he still got 45 some wins and you know um and, and got it in multiple weight classes. So my whole thing is I can't crown you king, but, you know, I do look forward to seeing this dude fight. I do look forward to I will watch the lower weight classes when this dude fights because, I mean, I'm enjoying watching his old fights after seeing what he did to Fulham. So we'll see what happens uh, with him. Um, I'm going to save... Um, I have a, a YouTube video we're going to work on about musicians and kind of comparing each other to other musicians. We're going to save that for later. Um, I am going to state that we did have a YouTube video that got over um, 5,000 views or is getting to 5,000 views. And I'm just really appreciative. You know, I don't really pat myself on the back a whole lot. You know, <laughs> I just want to just say thank you. For a lot of people that are supporting, a lot of people that are coming through, um, <clears throat> it's a lot of work to do YouTube videos, especially when you don't have like a soft box to see the lights and the cameras, and you're not using DSLRs, you're using what you got. Um, and I don't play with a Nord stage or nothing like that, so a lot of people, you know, they feel certain kind of ways about musicians that's not playing with the top tier gear, but. I will say this, if I can get 5,000 views with my little one, my little guy, my Yamaha MX, uh, I call it Bluebird, if I can get um, the, you know, if I could take Sapphire, which is what I've been calling my keyboard, and get 5,000 views, and on this praise and worship, it's, it's nothing more than just a hymn going into a, a worship song that we, we do at church, and then I do at home. Share your talents. If share your gifts. Don't let what you have or don't have stop you. Don't think that you got to get all this gear to, to be special. Share your talent. Share your talent. It is not 
you know, <clears throat> share your talent. I never thought in a million years I'd have a video with 5,000 views on it. I didn't think I would build what I have now on YouTube. And then even with me getting to the 2,000 subscriber mark on YouTube, um, or getting close to that, I still don't get views. I still don't get an engagement on Instagram or Facebook <laughs> or Twitter. So um, it's just one of those things where, you know, I just got to five um, subscribers on my um, on uh, my music, on our YouTube music channel. So it's, it's a growing process. It's a process. And while progress is being made, we're trying to do more, you know? So once again, thank you for everyone listening. Thank you for coming out. Um, we got a few shows we're gearing up for a few things, and of course, we'll be coming with another podcast soon. And um, you know, we'll get wifey back involved. We were trying to do Game of Thrones, but man, it's just it take a long time to tell that story. So <laughs> we may not put that in podcast form, or you know, we may find a way to do it. It's we like a long podcast we may break it up into chapters who knows but thank you for listening and we will see you guys next time